Well, last year I reported to you that Washington University IT Department and the states had joined other university IT departments around the country to replace racist, sexist, ageist, ableist, homophobic, transphobic, or otherwise non-inclusive language. And now Stanford University has added to this list. So let's check out this list of words that must not be said, but we'll say them anyway. So the majority of words listed in the uh, earlier document for the IT department, they're commonly found in IT, uh, you know, technical words. Uh, some of them were grandfathering clause because apparently that's racist. You can't say webmaster, you can't say master. Uh, you can't have a brown bag lunch. You know, sometimes that's a brown bag meeting. It's an informal training session, usually held during lunch and you bring your own lunch from home uh, because apparently Brown bag lunch can alienate and offend people. Uh, the word minority is banned because it often refers to groups of people that are racially or ethnically different from the majority. Blind spot, can't say that, that's ableist. Can't say fell on deaf ears. C, you can't use the word C. So don't write see the notes at the end of the article. No, you write refer to the notes at the end of the article. Basically, anything that suggests male or female is out. His, her, he, she, male or female, connectors and fasteners, uh, when you're dealing with technical cords, I mean, that's too binary. You know, too bad if the parts don't fit or you get electrocuted. Don't be so binary. Anyway, <laughs> according to the Wall Street Journal, at the end of last year, Stanford University has joined this woke brigade. Uh, for example, you can't master your subject at Stanford any longer. Uh, in case you hadn't heard, the school instructs that historically masters enslaved people. Actually, I've got a master's of commerce, so I'm not quite sure what I call it now. And you're not allowed to say a, uh, designing a blind study because that intentionally perpetuates, perpetuates the disability is somehow abnormal or negative furthering an ableist culture. So you've got to use a masked study, not a blind study. Going gangbusters is banned because he, uh, it says that it invokes the notion of police action against gangs in a positive light, which may have racial undertones. You're not allowed to say beat a dead horse uh, because that normalizes violence against animals. Now the list, and there's more, the list actually came out last May, uh, but in December, the index came to light on social media, and then suddenly Stanford University hid it from public view. Anyway, I did get a hold of the list, and these are some of the words that need to be banned and need to be changed. So I hope you have your pen handy, and the guide is entitled The Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative, and it features 10 harmful language sections outlined in the index, ableist ageism, ageism, colonialism, culturally appropriative, gender-based, imprecise language, institutionalized racism, person-first, violent, and to wrap them all up, additional considerations. Now, I have the list here, so let me just quickly go through the words that I don't want to hear you say ever again. Right, firstly, don't say abort. Apparently, you have to say cancel, which is handy, isn't it? Because abort sounds so negative. Probably because it is. Uh, don't say child prostitute. Say child who has been trafficked. 
uh, bury the hatchet. That is culturally insensitive, apparently. Trigger warning. You're not allowed to say trigger warning because it's stress-inducing. Although I thought we said trigger warning to warn people that they may get stressed. So, yeah. Uh, you can't have a stand-up meeting uh, because a quick meeting, it, you, should, you should say a quick meeting because a stand-up meeting is ableist. A guru is banned in the Buddhist and Hindu traditions. Uh, it's the sign of uh, respect. So you can't say the word you're a guru. Uh, interestingly, they haven't got Jesus Christ as a swear word, which is ironic. You can't be on the warpath. That's a sign of cultural appropriation. Too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Yep, uh, apparently that trivializes the structure of indigenous communities. Under the gender-based section, well, they really went for it. These words are banned. Gentlemen, guys, he, ladies, man-hours, man-in-the-middle, mankind, man-made, man-power. So insulting. Uh, why not, uh, basically anything that says man, uh, one I did find amusing was Karen. Now it says apparently rather than calling someone a Karen, you should consider using demanding or entitled white woman. Wow. Is, is that what it means? I never knew Karen meant and demanding or entitled white woman, but apparently they say that you can't use the word Karen because it's used to ridicule or demean a certain group of people based on their behaviours. So what they're saying is, don't use Karen, it's better to insult just white women. See? Feel far better, don't you? Uh, under the heading institutionalised racism, don't you dare say black mark, black sheep, black box, uh, black list. Perhaps I would add to the list all blacks, black ferns, black sticks, shocking terms. Uh, to call a spade a spade has negative connotations. Under the heading violence, we need to stop saying crack the whip. Killing two birds with one stone. Ooh, violent. You killed it. You know, when you say to someone they did a good job, you killed it. Can't say that. Can't say more than one way to skin a cat. Rule of thumb. And war room. You can't meet in the war room. It's an unnecessary use of violent language. Uh, and one other I didn't know was hip hip hooray. Now, you might have said that at a recent party. Hip hip hooray. Now, according to Stanford, the term was used by Germans as a rallying cry as they hunted down Jews. But if you go to Wikipedia, it says that the call was recorded in England at the beginning of the 19th century in connection with making a toast, as we understood it. 18th century dictionaries listed hip as an attention-getting interjection, and in an example from 1790, it is repeated. So hip hip is what we say. By 1830, it had reached its modern form, hip hip hurrah. Now, there was this connection with uh, Jews because it came from a medieval Latin acronym, uh, Hero Salima Est Perdita, I hope I said that right, meaning Jerusalem is lost, a term that gained notoriety in the German hip hip riots of 1819. But Cornell University's uh, Michael Fontaine disputes this etymology, tracing it to a single letter in an English newspaper published in 1819 also, some week after the riots, and he says that it really has no basis. So it is hip hip hooray, apparently that is okay, despite what Stanford University says. You know, look, um, to be honest, it is very exhausting, isn't it, with all these words. I noticed Auckland University wants to come down on some of these terms, and every time you use a word, you're asking yourself, am I being racist, sexist, 
ageist, ageist, ableist, homophobic, transphobic, or otherwise non-exclusive. And yet, what you note is that it seems to not being about offensive per se, it's about manipulating the language to push a narrative of what is deemed acceptable and needs to be indoctrinated into our culture. That's why most of the words all center around sexuality and critical theory. Did you notice that? Uh, and in the infamous book, After the Ball, How America Will Conquer Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the 90s by Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen, which was a guidebook for marketing the LGBT agenda, which was a hugely successful campaign, you have to admit. They say this, the separability and manipulability of the verbal label is the basis for all the abstract principles underlying our proposed campaign. We can change what people actually think and feel by breaking their current negative associations with our cause and replacing them with positive associations. You see the key word there? In other words, manipulating the language, manipulation of the verbal. And I recently came across this quote by Philip K. Dick, one of the most famous science fiction writers of the 20th century, who said, the basic tool for the manipulation of reality is the manipulation of words. If you can control the meaning of words, you can control the people who must use the words. Rejecting any word, any word or association that suggests there is male and female, these words should be banned. That's what these lists tend to focus on. The manipulation of words and their meanings is a key part of transgender ideology. Sex is not binary. Gender is a spectrum. Gender identity is immutable. What is a woman now? See how it works? Ironically, offensive swear words such as the C word and the MF word and the N word and the S word are not in the list. So it's not offensive as such. It's about pushing an agenda. Words matter. And uh, to me, there's only one word that matters the most. The word of God. Scripture. We should base it on that. Easy, eh? Mm -hmm.